Greetings and welcome to Two Filthy Nerds. Because we're filthy. And we're nerds. And there's Uno Dose of us. That's two. So there you go. That's everything. And you're welcome because today we are dressed exactly alike and we did not plan this. Yes. So if you want to go check out our YouTube channel, Look up two filthy nerds. You can see us in the same shirt. We look like very fraternal twins. Extremely fraternal twins. Extremely, extremely, extremely fraternal non-twins. I am the twin she tried to eat, and I somehow survived. She was, what's it called? A conjoined twin. She was my conjoined twin. I lived on your She head. was my tumor. She yes. was a conjoined twin tumor. I and we myself. We got her off. Now we, uh, we used some boric acid, and uh, I don't think boric acid is abrasive enough to get a, a, a growth off, growth a whole off? growth. Uh, a Person growth? Um, you, can I just refer to you as a growth spurt? I am a growth spurt. I'm a growth squirt. Listen, you guys. We got we got a lot to do today. We're gonna we're gonna do a little uh, a little bitching. Yeah. And then we're gonna get into some Harry Potter shite. So skip ahead if you don't give a fuck about what we have to say about non Harry Potter stuff. And if not, we're talking about billionaires. Billionaires. I do we want... like them? Do we hate them? Do we resent them? I mean. Uh, I mean. I feel like. I hate them, and part of that is resentment, sure, yeah. I guess, that they don't have to worry about anything, that they uh, have so much money that they can no longer relate to basic humans. Yeah. What they could life. literally solve world problems. All of them could solve all of the world problems. Here's the thing, is that, like, I don't think that there shouldn't be billionaires. Like, that it's like, if you made something yeah. that made you a billion dollars, yeah, fine. Totally. I think we should tax billionaires fairly proportionately and also if you have that much money why wouldn't you want to fucking help the thing is is there are people who could who have enough money to yeah like you said fix the world hunger problem and still have way more money than any of us will ever have yeah like so much fucking you're fucking fine yeah Give, give the world give back a little bit it's just to me it's like like jeff bezos did you invent and create one of the greatest companies in this world. Yeah, you did. Yeah, no, and do, it's been very helpful for us. I, do I use Amazon all the time? Shamefully, yes. Sorry, I get free delivery all the goddamn time and I get my shit the next day. Uh, and I've become accustomed to that and call me a horrible person. I That is a luxury I have grown to love. Yeah. And until you have another company... I'll, I'm, I'll give another billionaire money. But for now, Jeff Bezos, you're fucking welcome. With that said, there are a lot of people who are in dire straits financially right now who've spent a great deal of money on Amazon. I don't understand why Jeff Bezos somewhere in his head is like, gee, you know what would be really great customer service is if I took care of all the people in the world who've benefited from the thing I created and I have benefited from all the fucking money that they have dumped into me. I'm sorry. Was this topic just a way for you to create a podcast to tell Jeff, Jeff Bezos that you deserve a stimulus check for using Amazon? Yes, it was <laughs> Jeff Bezos. <laughs> if you're listening, um, I went to college with his niece, niece, niece. Um, niece and niece. when it's, it, I mean, when I was in college, I mean, I'm so young, so it wasn't that long ago. Um, you know, Amazon was like just blowing up. Wow. Really just starting to take over. Yeah, remember when Amazon was just, just books. Just textbooks. Yeah, that's it. That's where people went for textbooks. Uh-huh. It was the textbook uh-huh. thing. It was books. And then I think they started selling like DVDs, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what came next. No, I was 
I think they did digital music. You could buy it. Oh yeah, Amazon Music. It just like slowly built into the beast that it is. Yeah, this place where you, it's a fucking superstore. But it's like, like who's it's doing Walmart it, on the internet. Who's doing it better? I mean, literally nobody, and that's where? why they're doing so well. And I think if you've come up with something that is benefiting a society, and you know people are utilizing it, is it with like? We live in a capitalist society. You deserve to make money. Yeah, also, he didn't make the system. What do you mean he didn't make he the didn't system? He didn't make the system that created him a, created him a bill. Like, as made far him, as, like, the tech and behind yeah, it. He like, had the no, idea? No, 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 no. He didn't make the system, like, that allows someone in our country oh, to become capitalism. a billionaire. Capitalism. Like, he didn't make... Uh, he didn't write the laws. He didn't no. write the rules. Like, he got there because, you know... he came he, up with okay. something that we all wanted. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's... I think everyone should get have a basic amount of care. I I think we have enough money in our country between billionaires, between people that we could, we could tax the 1% and everyone could have a basic standard income to supplement. If they work at a job that is barely paying their bills, isn't yeah. paying their bills. If they haven't been fortunate enough to come up with an idea, which by the way, not just the idea already have the resources to yeah. get the people involved. You need to take it from idea to fruition. Yep. And, and still allow like that. We could, we could do both. Yeah. You could take care of the poorest people and still do well for yourself, but also, and maybe I'm in the minority of this as far as people in America. And because we're in a fucking capitalist society that teaches you to value money. But like, I think having billions of dollars is gross. If, yeah. If you're giving it away at a huge rate and helping everyone you can and you just are making so much money, you keep making it, fine. What? If you're fucking looking for loopholes and you're not really helping people out and you're just hoarding money, for what? But what do you do? You can't die with it. No, I mean, you will die. You can't take it with you. And it's like, yeah. what? I guess I get, like, well, we don't know what the world's going to be like. I need to stock up for generations. I assure you, wealth. no matter what happens in this world with your bazillions, Ten generations from now, you're you'll still be fine. Everybody'll still be fine. It's just, I would think. I would think that let's. I'm just going to keep using Jeff Bezos. I would think Jeff Bezos would want to spend the money to fix homelessness wherever in the world, everywhere. Let's just say the United States. If Jeff Bezos spent the money to fix homelessness in the United States, that is a whole bunch of people who are going to be in better standing to use his product. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, I don't have to worry about a roof over my head. Oh, ne now I can start spending money. Oh, I have money. I am going to spend money. When, where are they going to go? It's like, yeah, no, where would they go first for their shopping? Oh, the place that funded the fact that I now have yeah. housing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jeff Bezos, who took care of me. Wow, sir. I love you so much. G Jeff Bezos, do you realize how much everyone would fucking love you? Yeah. And would everybody would be like, Amazon's the greatest thing ever because we know that when we spend our money on Amazon, we in some way are helping homelessness. I mean, it's a win-win. Yeah. It's just fucking, I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts about people even being billionaires? I mean, it's just billionaires. That's so much money. A million millions. Like I, the thing is, is that like, Somebody told this to me, and I can't can't even remember who they they framed it like this though that like when you have so, that much money, you're at such a different level of functioning as far as you know where you're at 
societally because your fucking hierarchy of needs is met. You're done. Yeah. You no longer can, you become distanced from regular society yeah. as far as who you can relate to. And that's when people like people at that level stop viewing people at our level as humans. It's the way that people go. And I'm paraphrasing from something somebody else told me, but that you can go like, mm, I shouldn't eat so much meat. The animals, it's not really fair, but like, I love cheeseburgers. Yeah. They're like, well, you know, it is really sad that people are, so poor, but yeah. I love having mansions around the world. So, ah, what are you gonna do? That is a really interesting analogy that they like look at poor humans now as cat. They just can't I never to. even thought of how the one percent of the one percent who are the billionaires, yeah. how the one percent of the one percent perceive other people. Regular I never people. even thought how like. Well, and it's, it's just, so crazy. The, the whole like money thing it's so deep in our society to view having money and it like as a sense of having worth like we attach someone having money as being a better person than us like it affects our self-worth or there's people who get money and then they suddenly think they're better than people oh, i mean the nouveau riche oh yeah i know people who who just are like oh my god they're so, she's so poor oh i don't even go downtown there's homeless people or they like, wear all the labels so you know that they've me, got you know money that I have money and it's like you know what you could have done with the money you spent just have a fucking louis vuitton bag yeah you could have bought a sensible bag and then maybe helped a human being out have lunch yeah you fucking help someone with their shit like like that money that you didn't spend on a bag that you just bought a regular normal bag and that extra money could literally feed maybe a homeless shelter yeah. for for a week but then comes in the argument and I, this isn't necessarily why should they my have argument. to why because someone made money do they have to care about yeah. other people yeah and re- realistically if you break it down they don't they don't but but why don't you care about other people but i think it's interesting that like we should be teaching people the importance of caring for each other instead of the importance of making as much money as yeah. Can. We should teach people the imp- taking care of one another, and that when you you can value money, but you have to value money in the sense of how it can benefit all of us. All of us. That it's like yeah, because the quote American dream is we teach people work as hard as you can, and if you work hard enough and get lucky, and most likely you have to be born from a family that has already gotten more mm-hmm. lucky. You have to start back. on second base. Yeah. Uh, then one day you'll be able to spit on the people around you and not give a shit about if people are dying. Like and that's, just climb on their backs and to an either, even higher point. Just run over a pile of homeless people yeah. in your G-Wagon. And, like, that's, and then you just get a, a, a custom like sled thing on the front with a pointy tip that just like repels the homeless people so you don't even dent your car. It's just like don't even have to look at them. They're just, it's so quick. They're just <laughs> both sides. Like It just shocks me that someone could drive a car that costs... More than a hundred thousand, less than that, truly. But like a hundred thousand dollar car through the streets of a of a city where people are dying on the streets, dying, dying, and just be like, "Is it my fucking? Look how cool my car is! Oh my god, I'm so." Just to like let other rich people know that I'm one of you. Please accept me in yeah. your fucking club. That is something I've always like. You know, my mom's a doctor. Uh, she did well for herself. She's a self-made woman. Yeah. Um, she She's up, a she badass. Grew, she grew up very poor and now she has money and she loves her fucking money. <sighs> and it, w- I was, I was always so like ashamed and like, it made me so self-conscious that my mom loved money so much. Cause I was just like, I looked at him like, Oh, you're so materialistic. You're so shallow. 
And I didn't realize how poor my mom was growing up. She until, never had anything. Until she drove me past the house she grew up in. This was just a few years ago. It I was, was only on one acre. It was only, it was just a half of an acre. They, uh, they only, you could see the neighbors. You couldn't hear them. You could see, you could, you could see them. It was only bedrooms. The den, it was so musty. Oh, and you know what you could do in the <laughs> den? You could only watch TV. The sofa wasn't even big enough to they sleep on. They only had on. two televisions in a whole house. Two tellies. No, sorry. I, but, I, but yeah, I mean, she fucking grew up in a box, like a very, very, very small, very small house. And I was like, oh, wow, no, no shit. Like, and then all of a sudden it became clear to me why my mom was well, the yeah, way she, she is. Because like, if you had to work hard and it was like, your mom had to claw her way to the top, claw, essentially. Claw. I mean, she was the first woman to graduate from Michigan State Michigan State's medical school. And a Jewish woman experienced, yeah. um, uh, you know, Persecution for yeah. being Jewish. Persecution yeah. for being a woman. So the thing is, is that, that I think people don't take into account when they go, why doesn't everyone help anyone? Is that a lot of those people who are self-made probably go, well, nobody fucking helped me. Yeah. Why and, should I help anyone when not one person gave me a handout? Even though, you know, we would obviously all like to believe people would be more altruistic than the people who came before them. You know, we want to believe that like, yeah, no one helped me, but I got here. I'm yeah. not going to be like the people that didn't help me. I'm going to help everyone who's coming up behind me. Yeah. People don't. And they have fucking reasons for it. Yeah. Like, that's a hard thing to crack. You don't know someone's trauma. Yeah. But that doesn't excuse Jeff Bezos from not sending us a personal check. In the mail. Jeff Bezos, uh, this rant is specifically for you. Um, find us at Nicole Amy. At JMS Comedy. At Two Filthy Nerds. Just send us a check. Just hit us up. Um, I, mean, I, no, I know this is going to sound crazy, but we have an Amazon wish list. <laughs> if you could just send us a whole wish list. That'd be just great. knock that wish list out real quick. Yeah, go ahead. And if anyone else wants to send us stuff from a wish list, head over to our Instagram and it's in the link tree. Let's talk really bio. quick about your wish list now that we're on Amazon. Your personal wish list. Your personal wish list? What's on your personal wish list right Stupid now? Stupid shit. And I that's know, but like, name one thing that you would want off it. But I can't, because I, right now, I can't even remember what's on my wish list. Me neither. A moisturizer. I need to go Drunk back. Drunk elephant moisturizer. What I need to go back and do is delete most of my wish list because it's a lot of sequined jackets and uh, things that I, I love how you're like, I'm done with that phase. Bitch, the second we get out of quarantine, I haven't, you're going to fucking bedazzle your pussy. Oh, you think I haven't already bedazzled my pussy? We, I've got a lot of time. We're in quarantine. What do you think I did with all the sequins I was throwing out? No, it's, I mean, I like jackets like that for stage. And some people think it's obnoxious, but I don't care. I'm obnoxious. But now that I'm like not going on stage or I'm like, maybe I'm obnoxious enough that I don't need a jacket. No. You know what I think you need now? I think you need homewares. Homewares? Homewares, like stuff for the home. You mean onesies? No, like, you know, throw pillows. I have throw pillows. I stole them. Yeah. She didn't steal them from a store. She stole them. Her from old roommate left them behind. Them. So, um, so it was a come up. Yeah. And I ordered these beautiful covers off where? Amazon. Why? Am I because the, the delivery time frame was what? The fucking next day. I want to help local businesses, but not if it takes me three weeks to get my belongings. Oh, you want to know what happened? I ordered oh, from a local business first that I problem. found on Instagram. Oh, and guess what? It delivered from China. So local business, my fucking cunt. It's hard. And you want to know how long it took? I ordered it. Middle of March, when the quarantine first began, and I got it a month ago. Ew. Hmm? Well, that's not a local business. So, yeah. Guess what? 
Um, ordering from Amazon. I do try to go like, if I see something on Amazon, I try to go, let me at least go to the company's website. Let me Google and see if they are selling it directly. Yeah. And they're charging more, including shipping. And I use I use smile.amazon.com. Do you use that? Yeah. Where yeah. you where you d- contribute to a uh, where like a penny goes to yeah. whatever the charity, charity you want. Yeah, Mine that's what I do. Happens to be Special Olympics. Mine is something animal related. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. I mean, yeah. Look, I don't know. It it's disheartening to see so much disparity, and think that there's people with that much money who don't. I just you know, there's no obligation for someone to help help you just because they've made money. Yeah. And I understand like being in a position where you don't have that much money and you're like, I would love to help, but I'm barely helping myself. It's just a bummer that someone could have so much money and not go, wow, what a gift I have that I can, I could really help people. Mm-hmm. You grew up and became a billionaire and you have the opportunity to be the, the guy that ends world hunger. Yeah. You're, you'll go down in history for inventing Amazon. You for sure will. And you're like... But you can also go down in history for saving the fucking day. Ending the homeless of everyone. Crisis. Fucking send everyone a mask for fuck's sake. I don't sake. know why you want to get to Mars when you can just make Earth fucking dope. No, because I think all the billionaires are like, Earth has probably got not that long left. We got to yeah. figure out how to get out of here. Yeah. That's what I think, is that it's like, why is Elon Musk getting... Millions, billions, millions in subsidies from the government. Oh, because they're like, we've got to figure out how the fuck to occupy another planet because we're humans and we're fucking stupid and we've ruined this one. And also, I feel like Elon Musk has figured out how to do things that the U.S. government is like, we can never figure that out. We have figured that out. What? How do you? No, you did that. When it's like, I guess good for him that it's like, yeah, take the government's money. But also, could you? You got the government's ear. Could you be like, hey? Maybe a little less money going to the fucking Pentagon while you don't have unemployment insurance yeah. for people in a fucking pandemic. Yeah. Are we getting the 600 a week canceled? Is that done now? It ended today. It's done. And I don't know what they're doing to restart it. But I know that if something doesn't happen, we will be sending this podcast from outside a dumpster soon. Yeah. At least outside can... the dumpster. Well, In the dumpster. We need... Depends on the lighting. But True. Anyway, I think that's it for our rant. All right, guys. Millionaires give everyone money. We'll be right back. Bye. All right. We are on chapter 21. The House Elf Liberation Front. Health. 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 Okay. So. So we ended uh, chapter 20. Let's Harry, wa- oh. Harry won his task. What? Yeah. Okay. I was like, do we need to pause? I forgot how chapter 20. <laughs> Anyways, chapter 20 is Harry Holy won. Just Harry, Harry beat his task and crushed it. Okay. Ron's back in his life. Great. Ron's back in his life. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. This chapter starts off with uh, Harry's like, I should tell Sirius what happened with my task. Of Let course. him know I made it. Blah, blah, blah. Ron, as we touched on, he agrees that he's like, oh yeah, my bad. Someone clearly is trying yeah, to Yeah. Somebody you. definitely like, wants you dead. Definitely happening. Um, so Ron very kindly lends Harry Pigwidgeon. Oh, because to deliver the letter to Sirius because Harry's bird is too much of a looker. Too hot. Too hot to handle. Yeah, she's just She hits the sky and just everybody's like Who's that lady? Who's that lady? I was hooting. Oh. Who who Who's that lady? Who's that lady? I'm upsetting the dogs. Uh, no. The dogs are like, <laughs> All of God, the dogs are stop. so upset. Uh, anyway. Anyway, so Pigwidgeon takes the letter. Oh, I love that Pigwidgeon like got pulled over by the size of the letter. Oh, oh. yeah. She's so excited. Are he, he or she, Beep. she, I don't know what it is. Pigwidgeon, they, 
uh, goes out the window and drops because the letter's so, so heavy. Long. Because, of course, Harry's giving him a play-by-play of what happened. Because yeah. it's like, dude, I'm fucking... Yeah, Harry's not only like, just to keep you uh, updated, I did not die. Also, I'm a fucking G. How fucking cool is this, bro? God daddy. He's like, God daddy, be proud of me. God daddy, love me. God daddy, be my daddy. Uh, serious, we love you. Anywho, so they then go back to the Gryffindor, the Gryffindor, uh, the common room. Yeah. And shit's going off again. Oh, yeah. Because Harry won. I mean, so people are fucking losing, losing it. it. Losing it. It's like it's like a frat party. Butter Bitches beer. are getting fingered. Yeah, no. Butterbeer's getting poured on titties. Colin Creevy's being hazed People are doing butterbeer keg stands. Colin Creevy's getting hazed for sure. It's- He's just... <coughs> sitting there in a diaper with a pacifier and that didn't happen but, um, but you get you get the picture you get the idea so Harry comes in and he has his golden egg and he opens it yeah everyone's like you gotta open it you gotta open it and of course except Hermione's like you're supposed to do it on your own yeah you fucking cunt uh, she's just such a party she's pooper such a, like, can you like, just, just chill like listen you're gonna save the day again Hermione lighten up relax but like let the dude have some fun with his golden egg he opens his golden egg and out comes a horrible noise just probably very reminiscent of my shrill nagging Jewy voice <laughs> It's a scream. It's a horrible ear piercing scream, which the dogs are not happy. We right hear now. all the time around here. If Nicole is even a tiny bit upset, I it's, am. It's, it is not a good thing. She heard me fighting on the phone the other day. And, and I, I was came like, upstairs. I'll be honest with you. That was horrible. I was like, have you taken steroids or something? I'm very scared. <laughs> I was like, I mean, you were really, you were really letting loose there. Yeah, I was. Mean. And this was not even a customer service call. Oh God. You should hear me on those. I care so hard. I mean, I've, I've seen it. It is. It's crazy. Vicious. So it is, should be an unforgivable curse. It, it is. I'm cursing them and myself. Uh, so Harry shuts the egg. Um, at the party, Fred and George, in true form, slip Neville a uh, canary custard that canary turns cream. him into an a actual canary. An actual canary. He's, He's fucking feathered. But he laughs about it. Yeah. He, he had laughs. a good sense of humor about it. Well, I mean, what can you do? And then it's such a hit that they're like, if anyone wants to buy one, seven sickles. So we know that they're still. They're still on their grind. They're, yeah. s- they're going to have a candy store eventually. So I assume that's what, you know, all their, you know, ducking in corners and whispering is about is trying new things. And yeah. That's say that. fun. Yeah. They're fun. They're fun guys. They would be guys like, they're so fun. And then a week, like two months into dating them, you'd be like, can you just be serious? Yeah. Oh, I'd minute. be fucking furious. Just sit still. Is everything a fucking joke, joke to you? Oh, oh, is everything a fucking joke to you would be our dying words if we dated them. What if we dated the twins together? Oh my God, that'd be crazy. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, it'd be too many redheads. It's like you're enough. Ugh, gross. It's like, it's, we, do we need more gingers? It's, <sighs> we don't need any at all. Uh, care of magical creatures class is the next day. Hagrid uh, is still on his Hagrid's fucking with the fucking scroots. Um, everyone's terrified of the scroots. While trying to wrangle the violent Scroots. I mean, people have gone hiding. There's people hiding in the cabin because the Scroots are like six feet now and burning people and stinging them. Of course, who shows up? Betsy Johnson. Don't fucking call her Betsy Johnson. I'm sorry. Rita Skeeter is the Betsy Johnson of the wizard world. You're implying that Betsy Johnson is out to sabotage the world. No. She dresses like Betsy Johnson. She has a pair of horn rim glasses. She's eccentric. Right now, you are the Betsy Johnson of this podcast. Fine. Put your glasses on. I don't know where they are. Hmm. I do, and they're just out of reach. Your Rita Skeeter glasses. Go get your glasses. Why? Why are we doing this? Because those are Rita Skeeter glasses. This is an audio podcast. 
Most of the people consuming this don't care what Listen, we look like. Listen, you guys go to our a lot go to of our YouTube. Don't even know what we, we put look in like. a huge effort to we look do. okay, to look mediocre at best. And by effort, we mean we get out of bed. I didn't even wash my hair. We set up a, a lighting situation. Yeah, it's a, honestly for a, you a disservice to the amount of work we've done to create a Ravenclaw common room that I refuse to even make a little bit of effort in my appearance. All this, and then I come in looking yes. like a hurricane. We've got we've got books up. We've got we've got yellow pillows. We've got blue in the background. We, we have, have a Hogwarts shields. That what's we this? A pent one on a thing. A pennant. A pennant. Pennant? Yeah, the Is little triangle flag. Yeah, the triangle flag pennant. We have Omega, the Crest. bird. That we have was Omega. handed down to me from my We have a Ravenclaw sister. fucking blanket, okay? Yeah. Go to our YouTube. And we're both wearing blue V-necks from American Apparel when they were going out of business. Yeah, because you're out of your fucking mind if you thought I was supporting them at wholesale and normal prices. No wonder you went out of business, you fucking assholes. After we just raged against, like, give, pay fair I'm wages. Be honest. I. I owe my entire wardrobe to American Apparel. That that checks out. It's kind of like boring. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. She looks nailed the bitch. Not a sequin in sight. Okay, so ha uh, Rita shows up, and all of a sudden she's like showing this interest in Hagrid, and she's mm. like, "Can I interview you?" And everybody's like, "What's the fucking deal? Why yeah, did she want to interview him?" Yeah, nobody wants to go like, "Don't." She's a piece of shit. They're all thinking it, but yeah. nobody wants to just. Yeah, nobody... I wish she would have just come out and said it. Yeah. They say everything at some point. I mean, protect Hagrid for the love of God. I mean, have some fucking decency, but... You she know. even asked him, where'd you get these scroots from? And then Hermione had to jump in before Hagrid said something wrong. Like, Well, because when they asked it, that immediately, obviously, ha uh, Harry, Hermione, Ron all have the same thought of like, oh, where did he get these from? Yeah, Because he's been known to... Very questionable places he's been getting his magical creatures from. Yeah, a lot of uh, ominous... Dark things. Yeah. Places. I mean, you got a dragon egg from a man who fucking, obviously it was all a scam, but a man in a fucking hood. I've heard it. Could you not fart? Sorry. You have diarrhea. I'm on antibiotics. Yeah, well, if you shart on my velvet couch, you're going to be on a lot more than antibiotics. I have going to underwear on you. and pants and there's a blanket. It's not going to hit your couch If right it even away. touches the Ravenclaw blanket. The Ravenclaw blanket is on the back of it now. It I mean, oh, it's the dog blanket? The dog blanket, yeah. Listen, if so much as a crumb. Oh, escapes, nothing's crummy right now. No, a, a crumb or a run escapes <laughs> onto my furniture <laughs> and or garments. A crumb or a run. There will be hell to pay. I will avada kedavra you. Okay, so uh, next up, Hermione... Runs up to Harry and Ron. This is a little later. Runs up to Harry and Ron. Is like, you guys. Oh, she's losing her shit. Like, come quick. Oh, my God. You got to fucking see this. Oh, she's going nuts. Oh, oh, you're not going to believe it. Oh, and shit. And she brings them into the Hogwarts the kitchen. kitchen. And, of course, they're like, okay, Hermione, you and this fucking elf thing, Ugh, let it go. Spew. Blah. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Harry, look. And guess who it is? It's Dobby. Dobby, 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 Dobby. And guess who else? Winky. Winky. Who's not looking as happy as Dobby? Dobby is stoked. So Dobby is fucking... First of all, Dobby is wearing the sock that Harry gave him that got him the freedom. That Malfoy... That, that Malfoy's that Malfoy's boy, father. Lucius. Lucius? Lucius. Lucius? Whatever. Dickhead. Fucking hot daddy. Um, uh, I mean... Like, smoldering. 
I mean, he's, like, he's no god daddy, but he's good. He's a, he's an attractive man. Yeah, we're into it. I think you're into it more because he is a piece of shit and you seem to have a type. Yeah, I kind of do. I'm looking at you, YouTube. Please anyway, see I don't know why our rant from the episode before. Yeah. Morgan Nicole is not happy with some men. Uh, anywho, right so, so. Uh, so he's there. He's wearing the sock, but he's all mismatched. He's got, he like loves clothes now. So he's like, oh, I've been collecting. He's got a tie and just, he's wearing a tea cozy as a hat. Mm-hmm. And so excited to see Harry. So excited. And he's just, he's like, you're not going to believe it. Like, oh, Dobby. He came to Hogwarts because he needed a job. And Your Dobby is Dobby so said. good. If you it's guys like, so good. If you guys want to hear more of my Dobby and more fun character voices, uh, join our Patreon because we do live readings of all of the books. And it's really fun, you guys. And sometimes I'll do reading, but unfortunately, I'm severely dyslexic. Severely dyslexic. And, and it is not good. I've had to look over her shoulder and correct things, which... A, a lot. Which, do I like to do that? Yeah. It's one of my she, favorite things to Absolutely. Do. I love standing over your shoulder and but telling But occasionally you you're wrong. when she's reading, she'll get a word, a big word that she won't know and she'll have to recruit me. Dude, it's crazy because I thought I had a good vocabulary and reading this book, some of it, it's words I don't know at all and some of it's words I'm like, I haven't said this out loud in so long yeah. that I don't fucking remember like how to say base. it. Like Bullyabase? Yeah. Like you've said, you've said it before. Of course. I All the time. I'm constantly <laughs> talking about it. Oh, I love you know, a good Bullyabase. I could really go, go oh, for a Bullyabase. You, know, you know what I want for tonight for, tonight for dinner? Bullyabase. Oh, of course, Bullyabase. I love, oh, my husband. He makes a beautiful Bullyabase. So we do French accents. right? And this book is crazy. With Southern all. accents, our newest foray into the reading. Oh, because uh, Nicole decided to turn Hermione into a Southern. She's a Southern girl. She's like, listen, right now we are going to go downstairs and see these elves and you're going to see Dobby. Okay. And Winky is not happy. Okay. Winky did not want her freedom. And I do not know why I am doing my best to convince these elves that what they need is free. That what they need is freedom. Turned Hermione into a young Kathy Bates character. Yes. Um, And it's so Mm grand. So patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. If you want to get in on that, and we do movie watches. We do. Uh, we record our high teas with the live audience. And, and if you join now, soon we're, you can celebrate Harry Potter's birthday with us. Yeah, uh, on this, this on July thirty first, he's turning forty. Yeah, we're gonna watch Goblet of Fire as a unit. Amazing! I can't wait till I turn forty, and we can do it on this podcast and I have just a I'll great time. I don't think I'll make it to forty, but I am making you it won't. to thirty. You won't. You're gonna make it to thirty. Yes, it's I'm gonna make it to thirty five soon. soon. Uh, anyway, in any case, uh, so Dobby's there. He's uh, so excited. He's so excited. And then Winky, as you know, is Mr. Crouch's former elf. He brought her along because she also needed a job. Because like, it's a thing that like once you're out from a family, it's hard for free elves to find work. And, Especially and, if they're asking for wages. And of course, Hermione's like, you must be so excited, Winky. And Winky's like, no, I'm not excited. I'm a disgraced elf. Bad Winky. Bad Winky. I've disgraced my master and he needs me. She is like Mr. Crouch. Needs me, and he doesn't have what me. Is, why does everyone have such a hot nut for Crouch? Percy does. Percy, it's because he's his boss and he's a kiss ass. And Winky. And, Winky, and Winky's like, and then, oh, and then she spills the beans, the fucking big old beans. And we're not talking beans you get at Hogwarts. Or hog, Hogs, me, sorry. We're not talking birdie bots, okay? We're not talking birdie bot beans. We are talking uh, big, juicy, gossipy, the tea. She, she dropped, ooh, the tea. Oh, because... Th- she doesn't realize that Crouch and Bagman are supposed to be at the school. And she's like, my master's here because they are there for the international, mm-hmm. for, for what's going on in the Triwizard mm-hmm. Tournament. And they she's say, like, yes, also Ludo Bagman. And she, and she goes, oh, 
my master, Mr. Crouch, thinks Ludo Bagman is a bad wizard. A very bad wizard. A very bad wizard. He's a bad, bad wizard. Now, let me ask you this, Nicole. You're, you hear that. What are your thoughts at this point? Because well, we know you've been suspicious of both Crouch and Bagman. What does that say when to you? That ha- so before she said that, I got to be honest. I was like, Ludo Bagman's a good guy. Crouch is the bad guy. But when she said that, else have no reason to lie unless she's be her body's being taken over well but also go ahead elves have no reason to lie and then after she said it she didn't she scold herself again yes she's like, like i shouldn't have said, said that. that i'm bad winky bad, bad, bad winky. winky yeah but also she's repeating what her master has said yeah. which to me almost feels like like if a, a young kid has an opinion on politics mm-hmm. or religion it's mm-hmm. like you don't know anything you're repeating whatever well, your well, fucking parents Well, said. you hear at home. Totally. And if your parents are Republican, you think Democrats are idiots. Perfectly said. That's exactly what it is. So who Sh- knows? So wait, by the way, is Winky a girl? Winky is a lady. Winky's I think lady. that was established. I, don't, I can't remember. She is. And I, yeah. And also here, by the way, because Dobby's wearing this mess of clothes and Winky's in a dress. And uh, so maybe she's not a girl. Maybe she's a fucking male born. Maybe she's a trans elf. elf. That wants to wear. I think they established she's a woman earlier on though. But. Anywho, who, who gives a fuck? She's so, in a very put together outfit. So they find this out, which is but an interesting little she's nugget. She's not taking care of herself. Important. Oh yeah, she's not taking not care of herself because she's... she doesn't feel worthy of being of taking care of. So but that's an interesting nugget. That's an interesting nugget. Uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are all like, mm-hmm. which weird because we also have the you know we're on high alert because of this fucking Harry Potter goblet yeah. situation. Everyone's I, a suspect. I am thinking, um. He maybe Bagman is trying to play the friend. Oh, as like a close, trying to get close to them. Oh yeah, because he already like the cool guy, but he's with the dragon. He was like, "Do you want any advice?" Yeah, like you're not supposed to give any advice. Maybe I mean, there's one or two. And then later in the in in the next few chapters, before Harry, when it comes to the second task, Bagman's like, "Do you want some help?" And, And Harry's like, "No." And we'll get to that as well. But it's like, that's a good theory. It's one of two things that like, either he is the, fr- I mean, there's, you know, two ways to look at it. Either he is the friend or he's playing the friend. Yeah. Because it could go either way that like Crouch is a good guy and he doesn't like Bagman or Crouch is a bad guy and Bagman gets in the way of his bad yeah. stuff. We don't know yet. All we know is Crouch is not even at the school because he's fucking sick. Yeah. But anyway, let's continue on in this chapter. Well, we're done with this chapter. Oh my God. That's it. See you in the next chapter. Oh my God, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's JMS and I want to tell you about a super amazing badass clothing website. I have discovered jadalabor.com, J-A-D-A-L-E-B-O-U-R.com. Listen, this woman is based in New York. She makes very unique and handmade pieces, uh, accessories, clothing. She will custom make them to your size. And if you know me, you know I like bright, I like shiny, I like glittery. You go check out her website and you will see why I am obsessed. Her designs range from very dark goth kind of looks to very bright, colorful, bubbly. It's kind of something for everybody. So whether you're actually going out or you're trapped at home like some of us and you just want to dress up to get yourself feeling good, feeling fun, feeling sexy, they have something for everybody. Go on over to jadalabor.com and check her out and tag me at JMS Comedy in the photos of your awesome outfits. Chapter 21. The unexpected task. <gasps> By the way, when I read this heading, I was like, oh, what? They're going to pop? There's, uh, I thought it was only three tasks. You thought there was going to be a... I thought they were going to pop a task. I feel like that's why she made it that, that call. I mean, this is quite a task, but it's uh, not. And it is related to the Triwizard Tournament, but it's not a champion. Well, 
a champion task. So this is something that I almost had a spoiler about this. You um, almost they, had a spoiler? The, the, this chapter starts off with, the, when we were with them all chapter, learning about the sure Yule Ball. It sounded like. No, no, no. Just relax. The Yule Ball. Ah, uh, yes. The Yule Ball. Um, there was a recipe of some kind. Remember, I, I was like... Yes, it, it was a pumpkin muffin. It was a recipe. Anyway, so I was like, we should do these muffins. It said it's they're perfect for the Yule Ball. She, I, think, she uh, I said it. it might be a spoiler, and I started reading it, and I said Yule Ball. And, and I was like, close that. Yeah. She was like, stop. Stop reading that. No more. Uh, and now so now I, I found out what the Yule Ball is. So it, they kicks off. Uh, they find out what the Yule Ball they're is. They're in Transfiguration class, and it's like... Professor McGonagall. Up. Professor McGonagall's like, yep. It's a Yule tradition. Ball's happening. It's a tradition. Uh, kicks off the Triwizard Tournament. Uh, the, it, all the Triwizard champions dance first. Yeah. So and they need dates. Okay, everyone is reeling because it's a fucking school dance. That's exciting and nerve-wracking. I don't know if you remember, but like once I, I hit middle school. I was fucking horrified. Oh, my God. When I was like, school dances? I remember. And did I have a date in middle school? No, I had a group of weird friends, and we danced in a circle. And yeah. our friend Patrick, who at that time was adamant that he wasn't gay, would get a circle around him doing full Britney Spears dances, and we were like, he's the god of this dance. And he's not gay at all. And he's not gay. He's dating Genevieve, and now he's gay, and God bless him. God bless him. Uh, <laughs> uh, my dances were, no, nobody had dates, uh, and then my first dance uh, was in sixth grade, I think. Yeah, sixth grade. <gasps> sixth I danced grade. with Rocky Lala. We were really close, and I felt him get a boner. <gasps> did you have to? Did you have the rule of... We no, had to like they, have our arms yeah, out. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have that. Arms, arms on hit. There was like they would come around yeah. and like separate. They you. didn't do that for us. No. Where were you? That was in Alaska. Alaska Golden yeah. View Middle School, which was the rich middle school, which I was for some reason just on the cusp of the zone for, and I was yeah. like, I don't belong at this school. How how uh, how was that? Oh, the dances are just being at a rich middle school. Being at a rich middle school. Terrible. Middle schools are bullying enough. Yeah, and then you got bullied you... for being poor. Yeah, everyone had a North Face and Doc Martens and. One time I was wearing shoes and a kid said, this is the stupidest thing I've ever, I was like, I mean, I made fun of him immediately, but there's a, there's a thrift store, which is, it's a chain, but it's not super popular. It's called Value Village. And, uh, I was wearing, you know, poor people's shoes Uh and someone, and I have small feet. So someone's like, where'd you get your shoes? Baby Gap. And he's like, more like Baby Value Village. And I was like, that's stupid. That's not a place. Ha ha ha! They're wow. a thrift store shoe. Is what that a your... fucking shithead. Anyway, we what, ended up becoming friends years later. What's the What's the industry in Alaska like? What do, What do all these rich kids? What What are they? What money are they coming oil. from? Oh, it's all oil money. Oh, so oil. It's, it's crazy rich then. Yeah, no, it's the it's uh, the the school is at a, in a an area of town called Hillside, which I think if you live anywhere else, it's like mm, the Hillside kids. Like it's Hillside. Yeah, uh, and we uh, I was on the Hillside, but it was because my mom had moved us in with, at the time, I don't think they were married, who became my stepdad. Oh, they got married while I was in middle school. Uh, moved into his house, which was his mother's house. Uh, and I was like, you we're moving in with a guy who lives in his mother's house. Oh. Uh, and his mom was just not, she was... Was she there? No. I mean, she came to visit and stayed in long chunks, but she was in Australia because, God bless my grandmother, she was at the forefront of online dating and met more than one husband on AOL. Um, wow. She's a fucking goddamn champion you need to have her on your other podcast i want to have her on my other podcast that's a good idea and now with zoom it's doable yeah why didn't i think of this not well, only here that, i am i'm booking i'm booking people now for jessica michelle's other podcast not only has she had 
like seven husbands, two of which came from Australia. Um, so she's just like, fucking. You should ask Miriam Cohen to reach out to her. When they get done, I will ask my podcast booker, Miriam Cohen slash publicist, to reach out to my grandmother, who also was uh, the first woman and first black woman uh, to be uh, a homicide detective at the Anchorage Police Department. She is. That is fascinating. Yeah, you cool. need to be talking to this bitch. Yeah, I got to get her before she, you know. <laughs> Pulls the old Avada Kedavra on us. Avada anyway, Kedavra. people are excited, but yeah, as you said, everybody's freaking out. McGonagall has pulled Harry aside, and, and she's him, like, "You need to find a date. You're going to be dancing first. It's one of the things. It happens." And he tries Harry's to be like, out. "I don't dance," and she's like, "You're going to dance." And yeah, like, I don't dance, and she's like, "You will dance." And Harry's like, "Do not embarrass Gryffindor." Not only do I not know how to dance, I've never asked a girl out. I'm a little pussy bitch. This is terrifying, but also it's interesting because obviously this this was written by uh, an older woman so it's her female perspective of what a boy goes through and she obviously has a lot of issues understanding genders but we're kind of getting a look at the guy's side of of the day the courting process of like because as women it's just like why won't he fucking ask me out and if you're not someone who's ever really quick though really quick though you didn't know that this is what it was like for boys too this is you're no, I think a lot of people discount. If a woman has never asked someone out uh-huh. or been the person asking, I think a lot of women discount how fucking terrifying it is to ask somebody on a date. Yeah. Because you are walking into a possible rejection. Yeah. And that is so scary. Yeah. I've, I've, I have asked so many people and been rejected so many times that at this point, it's just funny to me. You, you're a, an asker? Yeah, I'm an asker. What do you, how do you, okay, wait. This is fun. Do you want to see? You want to see the last time I asked somebody? I want to. I want to know what it sounds like. Oh, you text people. Ah, you do the thing that you would. Every woman would roll their eyes at. Oh, he asked me out via text. I'll say this while you're scrolling your phone on a podcast. I. Oh, good. Our our thing couldn't be opened. I know you're doing. It I the wrote podcast. this. I wrote this uh, on March 11th to Sean Kerrigan. You still got a girlfriend? And he wrote back, "Yes, sorry, LOL." Oh, that's not the same as asking someone out. I mean, I'm not. What am I, what am I getting? That's going, if I continue to text you, am I wrecking your home? I didn't even write him back after that. That was the end of it. That's like a thirsty dude thing. Oh, I'd be pissed if a guy was like, didn't say anything to me, but then was like, still got a boyfriend. It's like, well, you can't be my friend. I mean, I'm still friends with him, but you know, I want to let him throw one in. I I thought you were going to read a text of you literally asking someone out on a date. Have you done that? Or just go, you seeing anyone? Because I'm not either. No, I usually just, I'm usually just like, hey, want to bang. Yeah. Oh, is that all you want? Let me ask you. Okay. We're taking a deep turn in this podcast. Yeah. Is what you want just someone to fuck you? I think with Sean, yeah. I don't think I could date Sean. I mean, no, you couldn't date Sean. He has a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, But like, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, I could date Sean. He's not nerdy enough. He's also way too hot. What does that mean? You can't date a hot person? He's so hot. Oh. What, what is, let's decide, what's the psychology a, behind, such, why could you not date a super hot guy? I don't want to date a super hot guy. Why? I don't want a guy who I'm like, I, on literally everyone's edge. looking around the room at you and you're just, I also feel like hot guys don't have as good of personalities as not hot guys. That's and not, as we know, I'm, like a stigma. I want to dry hump your fucking brain. I mean... I think that's debatable given your recent dating history, but well, that's my okay. opinion. Let's continue. So <laughs> roasted. So Wait, uh, I want to. Uh, we have matter. to talk I, about Harry Potter right now. I just am like I don't think 
men get enough credit for how embarrassing it is. I even when I've turned okay, down guys, men, you know what? You get credit. All right. It's fucking hard. You guys are doing your best. Look, I'm going to say this and you can belittle me all you want. You're already little. I, yes. Don't belittle me. I, yeah, I can't be littled any more than I already am. I'm a dwarf. I've belittled you. Even when I don't to want to date the guy who asked me out, I always appreciate when, when a man asks me out, I always go, oh my gosh, thank you so much for asking. Oh, totally, totally, out. totally. I mean, usually if, a, you know, for example, Mitch Burrow, I mean, he asked me out 10 million you times. got to throw people under the bus. Oh, We're naming names. Just, these are all comics. They're all public figures. It's okay. Mitch what, tena- came, came up to bat, came up to bat, struck out and just keeps going back to bat. Well, also, that's what every romantic comedy, every parent, grandparent story is like. Yeah, a relentless man just wore a woman down till she's yeah, like, stalk me. Shut up. Stalked I'll marry me. you. There's a, stalking was courtship. But people, I don't, I think there's a weird conversation around it because I see multiple women, by the way, and uh, friends of mine and people with big followings who will shame men for asking them out because it's not a man they want. It's like, oh, you think you have a chance with, with me? With me? Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. And then it's like, sorry, someone who is thinking about asking you out sees that and goes, I don't want to be shamed. Like, yeah, yeah, I am not going to ask you out. Yeah, it's terrifying. Then you're, it's, and then, and then those same women will go, oh, I don't know why nobody dates me. And it's like, you can't be like oh, the audacity of this man to think he's worth my time because every human is a little insecure. So another man who maybe is attracted to you sees that and go. Well, why am I worth her time? Oh, baby. Don't rub my back. I have someone. Oh, baby. (laughs) Just going to rub my own back. Anyways, back to Harry Potter. So Harry, of course, bing, it's show time. That's, I mean, the idea. It's It's show time. Get it? The idea. Show time. It's show time. time. I, I got you. So, he, so he's, he's for sure going to ask her. By the way, a Daily Prophet article came out. Hagrid wasn't in it. He's relieved. Um, Fred and George, for some reason, want to borrow Pigwidgeon to send something. But Pigwidgeon is, is there. Not available. And they're not going to say who they want this letter to go to. Um, and they also say, you guys better fucking ask someone out before yeah, it's too late. Yeah, before it's too late. So Harry and Ron are like, oh, shit, we got to ask somebody. We got to get a hot girl before there's no hot girls left. And which is a, a, very upsetting to Hermione. It's like, you just, that's all? A uh, hot girl? That's all you care about? Yeah. Is she could be the worst person in the world. But yeah. as long as she could hot. have absolutely nothing to say. She could be mumbling. And she could you'd be, be a like, bitch. Wow, you're gorgeous. To which Ron responds, yeah, I know that is like, that's, that's what I want. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that is what it's really like in the world. We get a real peek at the brain of a man where they go, yeah, no, as, as, long it, as, yeah. Mm-hmm. as long as she looks good on my shoulder. And people go, mm-hmm. wow, look. You got a hot one. Nice arm candy. Arm candy. Ugh. Arm candy. You know what I look like on somebody's arm? A handcuff. I look like an old... A ball and chain. You know what I look like? A, a Werther's original that has come unwrapped oh, in a purse. Oh, you are a butterscotch disc! But it's just covered in, like, lint. Oh, so much purse. lint. And maybe some just crumbs. Yeah, it's just an old person's candy that's escaped oh, the wrapper. yes. And it's just chipped up. Uh, little, just little dings. Little, little chunks missing. It's yeah. all twisted. Uh-huh. My little... Rinse that. Rinse it off in some water, though, and it's as good as old. Yeah. It still tastes like butterscotch, kind of, yeah. and like some type mm-hmm. of vinegar for yeah. some reason. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. But that pisses so, Hermione off. So uh, Hermione's annoyed, as she should be. Uh, yeah. So finally, Harry gets up the nerve to ask Cho. And she's already going. And she's already going. And who called it? 
Who knew it? Let me tell me. you. Let me tell you this, guys. We do live readings of every chapter. And throughout this entire chapter, I was convinced that Nicole has cheated and read ahead because she was calling a lot of things that happened. She said Cho was going to already be going with Cedric Diggory. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? If you didn't cheat, what was your logic? Um... Oh, you cheated. Because, no, I absolutely, I absolutely, I I would tell you if I cheated. Yeah, it says I figured, I figured once, once I found out, like the two main females in Harry's life are Cho and Hermione. In his life, but she's like. Cho and Hermione. Those are the only two potential love interests I've seen at this point. Maybe Ginny. Yeah. But I think that's going to happen in the later books. Um, She's not ready for love. Uh. So it's like Cho was, it was either Cho or Hermione who was going to be, who were going to be going with Cedric. And then, uh, I didn't put the crumb one together until when, when they said Hermione had a date. I was oh, that'll like, come in a second. Yeah. But, but I, but so, so you were like, oh, he's going to ask Cho. Did you think at first he was going to go with Cho? Cedric? No. Hermione. Potter. I thought, I thought Potter was going to go with Cho, and but as soon as she said, yeah, I was like Cedric. You just knew. Yeah. You just, it just knew. He's another, she's obviously a very pretty girl. Yeah. She's in the Quidditch. Yeah. She's sphere. in the Quidditch world. He's a hot guy. He's a star. I had, it had to be someone that would annoy him. Yeah. And so it was either Malfoy, which no one would go with Malfoy. No. It had to be Malfoy or, um, Cedric. uh, Cedric. Diggory. Yeah. Now, when you hear Cho's going with Cedric Diggory mm-hmm. in the book, trying not to know what you now know, who did you immediately go, well, Harry's going to go with this person? Who were you thinking? I was thinking Jenny or Hermione. Okay. So he's, you know, low-key pissed at Cedric for existing mm-hmm. at this point. He's like, oh, we were friends. I was starting to like him, yeah. which is what everyone I does, him. which sucks. Why do we all do that? Why do we go like, oh, you're dating a person I had a crush on that nobody knew about? Well, now I hate you. And it's like, yeah, it's not nobody that knew. person's fault. Yeah. Well, then you should have fucking told someone. It's also, even if you did like them, it's not. She's the not person, your fucking property. Yeah, it's not her. It's, it's not his fault that she didn't want to be with you if that were the case. And maybe she did want to go with you, but you were too fucking slow, you were Harry. so slow. Because you were like, no, I am just one of the hottest girls in school. But she's a year older than him. Cedric's older than he both of them. He was a little them. nervous. And Cedric's a lot bigger. And yeah. honestly, I get it. I mean, tall. Yeah. Does it for me every time. So, of course, he's dejected. He goes back to the common room. Goes back to the common room. Ron, also in a similar situation, because he asked Fleur de la Cour, who you know, said Nunca. He just, she just ignored him. He also was, you know, I don't know what came over me. And Harry comforts him by being like, dude, she's actually Avila. So, yeah. you are not the only one to make Yeah, you pass. are under the influence of uh, her magical vagina. Her V, her the V, the power of the V. Power of the V. Vila. She's very powerful. So, so then Hermione comes in. Well, Ginny also told. Um, oh, Jenny, Jenny, Ginny told Ron and Harry that Neville asked Hermione, but, but Hermione said she had a date and the boys start laughing. Cause they're like, that's so funny. And they're she like, probably oh. made up that she had a date just so she didn't have to go with Neville. And Ginny's like, Neville's a very nice guy. Don't come, be rude to Neville. Come to find out, Ginny's going with it's Neville. Ginny's going with Neville. So uh, Hermione comes in and... 
Ron just goes, Neville's right. You are a girl. You should go with one of us. Yeah. And she's like, well, I already have a date. Too bad it took you guys three years to figure out that I'm actually a girl. And they're like, who are you going with? Oh, they didn't ask who she was going with. They just were like, you're lying. And she's, yeah. like, she's like, no, I have no, a date. I'm not. Bye. And, and that's what Ron had also been like, Ginny, you can go with Harry. Because yeah. Harry needs a date. And, that's and then Ginny's like, no, nah, I'm going with Neville. Toodles. So then. Which makes sense because Ginny's a third year and this is fourth years and up unless you get asked. Yeah. So she's like a fourth year ask. It's what anyone would do. Yeah. Who wants to go to the. Yeah. You would. That, I mean, you're lying if you're saying I'm a, I'm a sophomore and I can't go to junior prom unless yeah. a junior or senior asks me. Yeah. You're saying yes to the first person who asks yeah. you. Because you want to fucking yeah. go. Totally. Like my friend did who was going to do my hair for junior prom and she was a year below me and then she ditched Ooh. me because she got asked and she needed to do her own hair. Ooh, it just got shady in Kelsey? here. Kelsey? It just got shady in here. It's fine. I wore Ooh, a, it's dark. I literally I wore... I see. I wore a towel to oh. the prom. So who cares? So Harry approaches Parvati Patel and he's like, hey, we should do this. Parvati's like, cool. He's like, what about your sister? Can Padma go with? Well, originally he goes Ron. like, how about you and Lavender go with me and Ron? But Lavender's already going with Seamus Finnegan because yeah. Seamus Finnegan is an Irish man and he probably got drunk and asked her immediately. Mm-hmm. For sure. Or he just fucking got had balls. on the butterbeer. And that's, yeah. He, Parvati's like, well, Lavender's already going, but maybe my twin sister who's in Ravenclaw. Hello. Padma. Ravi. Mm-hmm. Ravi Claw. Yeah. Ravi Claw Claw. It's like, maybe I could get her to go with Ron. So they have dates. Anyway, so that's and, the end of the chapter. And next yeah. up is the actual fucking ball. So we we'll will be right back. see you soon. All right, we're back. Chapter 23, the Yule Ball. Oh my God, it's here. It's here. It's here. I finally get to see that I was right about Crumb and Hermione. I yeah. I mean, you did call it. You called it. Uh, you called it. I called it. Yeah. And you're upset about it. And that's okay. You'll get over it. I'm not upset about it. Okay, you are. No, I just you're upset about it. Floored by how excited you are that you were right about something. Like this is your magnum opus. Is yeah. That's what do you think I have right now? Like Nicole doesn't. I'm locked in a goddamn apartment with you, all the time. All I have is being right. That's all I have. You have Andy. I have being right. I love that you're acting like that. This is a quarantine thing. That you don't get just as excited in normal life. Oh no no no! I'm even more excited right now because it's quarantine. Yeah. In regular I, life, I would be excited, for sure. Don't let her lie to you guys. She is this excited. Any chance Nicole has to go, I was right, especially if someone was wrong. Oh. Oh. It's well, it's not that you were wrong. You just kiss. underestimated me. I didn't understand. And I don't you. like being underestimated. I just called you a liar. It's different. <laughs> I underestimated. I don't think you're incompetent. I think you literally could never do it. <laughs> it's just out of your It's range not that abilities. you would even fail. You wouldn't even try. God bless America. Anyhow, so it's so, Christmas because that's when the Yule Ball takes place. And everybody's, you know, a, a flutter. Uh, yeah. Hermione, uh, Ron is still fig- trying to figure out who, who, who Hermione is going with, but she won't she's tell him. Her. She's not giving in, which I thought was interesting. I wonder why. Just because she's like, he doesn't deserve to know. He'll make fun of her. Whatever. I mean, I think she knows that it's going to be a big deal. A big deal. You think she's like, fuck you. You should have noticed I was a woman. Everyone in this goddamn house. Now I'm going with someone way cooler than all of you. Yeah. All of you underestimated me. All of you. Every single person in this entire school. Now I'm going to show up at the Yule Ball and just drop a clit on the dance floor. That's right, bitch. Okay, Okay, so Pigwidgeon shows up, has a letter back from Sirius. He's like, congratulations on winning. But just stay out of trouble. Constant vigilance. He's like, Constant keep an eye Constant vigilance. Out. He's got a ma- moody vibes where he's just like, you just need to keep your eyes peeled, especially on certain people that we've discussed. Yeah. Good girl. 
Um, Harry should be working on his second task, but he's not. He's, he's not. like, I got, I got time. He I got he plenty of time. Plenty it's of so time. far off. Who cares? Uh, uh, and then Christmas morning, Harry wakes up to something on his chest. It's staring over him. Fucking Dobby. Dobby. Just come on, Dobby. But you know, he startles awake like, oh fuck. And Dobby's like, mm, sirs, you said I, mean, I could a, come visit a, you sometime. That is sirs. a terrible way to get woken up with something that looks like my clit. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't want to. That's why nobody eats me out in the morning. God, I wouldn't want to wake up next to that thing. Oh, what, what a horror. Well, Dobby, my clit, brought Harry. A gift. A gift. And Harry panics when he finds out Dobby's brought him a gift. He didn't, get, he didn't get Dobby a gift. Which is a classic situation where you're like, oh, you got me something? Now I'm obligated to give you something. Let me pretend I got you something. And he hands Dobby a pair of socks, which Dobby socks. criticizes because he's like, Harry, they messed up. These match. Because Dobby thinks socks aren't supposed to match. Because so Dobby's Harry, thinks- quick thinking, Harry grabs another, another pair of socks. That is not what he- happened. Ron throws a pair of socks in. Oh, I thought it was, I thought Harry did it. Nope, Sorry. Ron's like, well, just add these. You can mix and match however you like. Harry's not that quick of a thinker all the time. All right, well. And then, come to find yes, out, Ron Dobby- did some heavy lifting this time. For once in his fucking life. And then we come to find out that Dobby made him a Christmas present. He knit him these cute little booties. He actually, like, got him socks. Yep. And uh, he spends all of his money on close his one galleon a week which i don't think we covered by the way that he gets one galleon a week and 10 days off a year which uh hermione in the chapter about elves had been like that doesn't seem like a lot and he's like oh dumbledore offered me 10 galleons a week and weekends off but i that's just too much i love to work yeah which is like kind of a fuck you to hermione but anyway i I just wonder is hermione ever going to change her position on this even though she's seen that some elves like it and some don't only time will tell. Okay. Well, because Dobby didn't even, it's like, he likes being quote free, but he doesn't like being, having nothing to do. And yeah, it goes back to that talk about like, what is freedom really if you don't have a way to provide for yourself? Anywho. So everybody's getting ready for the ball. Ron has to wear his robe, which you may or may not remember is, has, has like lace doilies on it. It's a, it's like a baby it's doll a hand robe. me down, hand me down, hand me down. Second hand fucking. So he's trying to. It's like to- 16th hand. He's trying to like magic off the doily shit. And, like, it just looks tattered. Yeah. It just looks poor. Which it is. And Parvati and Padma show up. They look gorgeous. They're fucking stunning. So they're there. They're at the ball. Fleur de la Coeur arrives with Roger Davies, Who's the, the Ravenclaw Quidditch champion. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you never had a chance, Ron. And then Victor is accompanied by a beautiful girl in blue. So gorgeous. So flawless. And they didn't know who she was. Uh, Ron walked right past her. And Cedric and Cho show up together, of course. Of course. And then this beautiful girl, Harry finally catches a glimpse of her. And realizes. The sees part. He sees her through the crowd. She turns around. <gasps> and it's Hermione. Hermione. Hermione is hot. Her hair is, her bushy sleek, hair is now sleek. sleek. She's looking good. Her toothuses be smaller because when she went to the infirmary, she got her teeth reduced. Yeah. Oh, she went. Remember when, remember when they, Harry and Malfoy were, they cursed each other and their curses hit each other and then they deflected and she Hermione's teeth, teeth huge. So when she went to Madame Pomfrey, Pomfrey and she Madame- was like, just take a little more. She just, well, Madame Pomfrey just went like, just tell me to stop when they're regular because she was reducing them and she just let it go a little bit more because as we know, she sort of had buckish teeth. Uh, so she got- I'm fu- curious to see how this will go down in the movie. I am as well. And it's a touchy subject for her because she's like, uh, my, 
my parents never wanted me to imagine my teeth because they're dentists. And it's like, well, your parents are dentists. Why don't they fucking do something about your teeth? Yeah. Why didn't they reduce your teeth? Or they're just like, big teeth are fine. They're better for chewing. Suck it up. Or my mom, when I was poor, who was like, who cares if you have crooked teeth? It builds character. And it's like, just say you can't afford braces. Did you get braces? Yeah, you have braces. Yeah, I think my mom fucking lost your her teeth house are perfect. For my braces, but your teeth are impressive. Mm. So Hermione mm. looks stunning. Everyone at the ball is like, "Who's that lady? Who's that lady?" Like no one has a fucking negative word to say about her. Yeah, because no. She's I, even Ma- even fucking Malfoy had nothing find to say. Insult. He was like, he's blown just away. sitting there with his dick in his hand. That little prick. And by the way, he comes with Pansy Parkinson, who is a fucking gross Slytherin Troll. girl. Who looks like a fucking cupcake? Um, and at the head of the table, where all the judges are, yeah, we see Ludo. Uh, Bagman. Ludo Bagman's there, and Crouch is not there, and in his place is Percy, Percy Weasley. Weasley. So you're so fucking annoying, Weatherby. Weatherby. Uh, Weatherby. Yeah. Your boss doesn't know your name. So. We mentioned it before that Crouch was sick, but this is actually where we found out. So, oops. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Crouch is ill, so Percy had to be there. And Percy's just like, oh, you know, he's just taking some time off. He's very stressed out, which is what I said about how he looked ill before. And you think it's dark magic that he was looking sick mm-hmm. or whatever. But now knowing, you know, he doesn't have his winky. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. he's just fucking stressed out and has mm-hmm. no one to care for his home. Does or he have a maybe wife? Maybe he's know. off looking for... A missing witch. Bertha Jorkins? Bertha Jorkins. Well, I don't think that would make him evil. No, but maybe that's what he's doing. But also, isn't that somebody else's job? Do you think... I don't know. Maybe he's taking matters into his own hands. You know what? I don't know the ins and outs of the wizarding world I feel like if he was taking matters into his own hands in this situation, his own hands would be sending Percy to look for Bertha Jorkins. Yeah. Weatherby. Weatherby. Weatherby, go look for Bertha Jorkins. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Percy's so fucking smug. He's like, I've gotten a promotion to his personal assistant. And it's like, what You're were like, you wait, before? You were his errand boy? You're his errand boy. You go bitch. and pick up his, his laundry. You're bragging about being the bitch of a man who's dying. Yeah. Good for you, boy. Good. Great. Uh, so Victor chats with Hermione about Durmstrang. Mm. And he's very sweet. It seems very cute. He's and just- Fleur is there. Uh, talking about how it's not this place is nothing compared to the Bobaton. Oh, Bobaton is so much nicer. Uh, oh, we would never have this. Oh, our, oh, oh th- these decorations Boutin. are nothing. And the decorations Boutin. are fucking gorgeous. Boutin. Boutin. Just, ugh, mailed. Ugh. So after dinner, uh, the Weird Sisters. That's the uh, band. That's the... Mm-hmm. Hip hop popular band. And they start playing. The and then Parvati and Harry have to do their dance their dance so it's the big like, it's the big dance it's yeah. the thing it's the opening dance that all the champions are doing parvati's essentially leading harry around the floor because mm-hmm. harry doesn't know how to dance dancer, but like thank god whatever it's great they're getting through it they get through the song harry's like we're gonna go sit down yeah i'm done and parvati is not happy no um and ron is also not happy because ron keeps looking over at crumb with hermione and he's like how dare she he, he's he's like, with her because he's trying to get school secrets. Yeah, which he says later. Um, he says none of those things. Oh, he sorry. Stares. Okay. Um, but he seems to be really. He, Ron is. She's hung fra- up he said on she the, was fraternizing with the enemy. Yes, later. Uh, <sighs> no, right here. No, I thought it was in the next chapter. I oh, stand Oh, by the way, Parvati and Padma are done with Harry and Ron. Oh, yeah, no. At this point, sitting, they're like, you two are fucking miserable. After sitting through Deuces. a couple of songs with them not dancing they're like all right fuck we're gonna, you we're gonna go bye yeah they go off and dance with some bobaton boys and they're yeah. like because I, I mean they got all dressed up fuck you yeah. dance with me i'm pretty yeah and of course 
Harry just doesn't care. Doesn't care. And Ron is a miserable cunt who wants to suck Victor's dick. He's, I mean, is who's he jealous of at this point? Is it Hermione? Is it Victor? We don't know. We don't know. He probably would like to be there with Victor, honestly. I mean, honestly, I think he would like to get spit roasted by the two of them. He's just has it out. He's staring with deep vengeance at them the entire, just, oh, there they are. Just miserable. Miserable. Onward we go. So the seat next to Harry is open. Percy sits down in it. I can't stand Percy. Anytime he pops up in a scene, I'm like, when is this scene over? Like, I need it to end now. He is insufferable. He's an insufferable character. Truly insufferable. How do people like that just continue to exist? Like, how do you not a little bit become easier to deal with? Yeah, not at all. Don't you get lonely being a fucking piece of shit? That no one wants to be around. Well, he's got a uh, crouch. How can he be lonely when he's with he's the greatest with an old boss man in the world? Crouch, who he just loves. So Percy and Fred um, have accosted Ludo Bagman as well. Oh, Percy and Fred. I mean, Fred and George have accosted because, Ludo Bagman, and Percy gets annoyed. Yeah, well, because Ludo Bagman had expressed earlier on he really likes their fake wand, so obviously they're like, "Oh, this is a guy with some power. We need to like." Nurse and he's this into thing. our practical jokes. Absolutely, we should nurse. And of course, yeah, Percy's so like, "Oh, were they bothering you? I'm so sorry." And at this point, we're about to reach our breaking point with Percy. We can't stand him, and then it turns out. Ron and Harry can't either. So they're like, we're going. We're going so they leave. They go for a walk. They go into the garden. It's and gorgeous. they overhear Professor Snape and Professor Karkaroff talking. Yeah. And Karkaroff is worried about something because has been getting clearer and clearer for months. Yeah. And so, and he's referring to Snape on a first name basis. They're having this conversation about like, it seems like this is what's happening. It's very, it's an ominous conversation yeah. of like, something is up. It's been up for a while. Haven't you noticed? And Snape says something to the effect of, it doesn't matter. I'm staying at Hogwarts. Yeah. So it's a sort of like, Karkaroff's trying to leave Hogwarts. He's trying to convince Snape to get out of Hogwarts mm-hmm. for some reason. It's very unclear, but suspicious. Yeah. And by the way, there's couples all over making out in the bushes. Yeah. We go past, uh, Snape, Blows up a bush that two people are in and they like run off and fucking. I hope we get to see that in a movie. That'd be funny. It's just, it's such a funny, like horny teen thing. Yeah. And, uh, this is the horny teen portion of the book. Oh, this is far from the. And speaking. What? I mean, there's so much more horny teen portions of this book. It's a series. Oh, of this book? I don't know. Probably, yeah, of this book. I'm in. Of this series. series. Ooh, good, good, good. Fleur and Roger are in some bush. And speaking of horny, uh, they. Walk around the corner toward the lake, and they happen upon Hagrid. Oh, Hagrid. A Maxime. A Maxine. And they're having a conversation, too. And it's romantic, and Harry and Ron are like, oh, God, we don't want to be a part of this. It's very like, oh, it's, I've never felt this way. And there is about to be some big person love. Mm-hmm. Like- and then they hear Hagrid being like, so uh, who was the, who was it? Your mom? I've never met someone who's also one who's of also them. and it's like he keeps insinuating something you get it from? and we can't figure it out. I literally can't figure it out. I'm like, what the fuck is he insinuating? It's so funny because I forgot that that this wasn't already knowledge in the book yeah. because I just remember it from previous time from, you know, reading this before that I was like, I mean, clearly he's about to tell her they're talking. He's talking about being a giant. But yeah. it's funny that you were like, what, what is, is he going to tell her? About? I have no idea. Yeah, and he goes, and you then, know, my mom was a giant and she left and, as, you know, not very nurturing. And he just, 
oh, you know, vulnerably shares this story about being yeah. half giant. Yeah. And she's like, what are you getting at? Maxine He's like, you're not half giant. Is fucking good. She is. Uh, I am a rent. I, I mean, am. I have never been so insulted with an ass giant. Ass giant. Oh mon dieu! Uh, I have never heard something. Big. I have big bones. I, have big bo- I am I big, big bones. bones. They are le bone grand. Uh, how Which, do you say bone? Um, bone. I don't know. Bun. You oh, should bun. know. You're the French doctor. <sighs> Here's the thing. I get it. I get why she's pissed. Somewhere out there is a whole group of fat women who have been asked when they're due. It's unfortunate. That's a fucking nightmare. I can't imagine. Can you imagine being a human who's just kind of tall and someone literally is like, so, you know, my mom was half giant. Which parent was it for you? And you're like, I'm just, I'm just tall. I'm just a big, especially as a woman. We have so much pressure to be these like petite, delicate creatures. But also she's so fucking big. Does she not know or is she lying? She's got to be lying. First of all, she has to be half giant. There's no other reason she would be that big. Does she have, maybe she has a tumor on her pituitary gland. Or, or, also, or everybody, you know, maybe she got one of those gigantic spells. Yeah. Oh, she, uh, you know, doused herself in Skelligro and it was irreversible. Yeah. Anywho, so she busts off. Yeah, she's fucking um, pissed. That's a bummer. You just saw your friend get like. Um, and then Harry, since Harry's still relatively new to the wizard world. He's like, what's the big deal about being half giant? And Ron's like, dude, giants don't have a good reputation Yeah, at all. so Harry's just like, who cares? And apparently giants are known to be pretty fucking vicious. And a lot of them have, that's why most of them have died out or been. It's, yeah, they're, they've, been, they've, been, they've been around since dinosaurs. They have an unfair reputation. Yeah. So the ball ends. Everybody's, everybody's leaving. Parvati and Padma are already like way the fuck out. And then oh, Cedric yeah. sees Harry and is like, yo, Harry, come here. Hey, I've got to tell you something. As he's saying goodbye, or like he leaves Cho at the bottom of the stairs to run up to catch to Harry. And in this moment, he's like, I've got to... And of course, Harry, who's already pissed that Cho and Cedric is like, what the fuck does this guy want, you know? Mm-hmm. But Cedric's like, I owe you. I'm it, here's a clue you. for the golden egg. Open it up when you're in a bathtub. Yeah. Which immediately my brain goes like, I never thought about their bathing situation. In this, I mean, oh, why yeah. would I? Why, why would By I the think, way, why oh, would you have showers? communal bathtubs? Ew. It sounds like maybe they only have a prefect bathtub. Oh, he, he says yeah, he bathtubs, did say use the you prefect. could use the prefect one. And I don't know if that that means that that's the only one where bathrooms are, bathtubs are. I don't know if it's a very it's only one at a time. Maybe I can't wait to figure out how he how Cedric found that out. What did Cedric be like? I'm gonna take a bath. Well, somebody. I need my egg. Yeah, maybe he's paranoid someone's going to steal it. Maybe somebody else told him a hint and he took that hint. Yeah, maybe. There's no way to know. But it sounds like he's this is a genuine hint. He's just being a good guy. And I, and I like, Cedric is high on my list of characters. I think he's this, a good guy. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. He's trying to return the favor. He's doing the right thing. He's a Hufflepuff, for fuck's sake. He's not a Slytherin. Yeah, he's a good huffy egg. But of course, Harry being emo and heartbroken Harry's is like, like why would he fucking, mm-hmm. oh, my is he trying to make me look like a fucking mm-hmm. idiot? So Harry storms off, goes back to the Gryffindor common room. Ron and Hermione are fucking having it out. Screaming. screaming. And Hermione's like, you know, the next time there's a ball, just fucking ask me before someone else does and I'm not your fucking last resort, you fucking eunuch. And storms out and then Ron's like, <laughs> is that what she thought? I was fucking... <laughs> He's like, oh my God, is that what? She totally missed the point. That's not even what I'm upset about. Because yeah. this is where he was like, you're a traitor. And also he says, 
and this you, you had said this, he's just using you to try to get closer to Harry. And she's like, he doesn't ask one thing about Harry. He's like, well, he knows you're smart. He probably wants help with this thing. She's like, I wouldn't do that. I want Harry to win. And it's like, as if you haven't insulted her enough by not noticing she's a woman. Now you're yeah. like, the only reason anyone would ask you is to get something. Oh, by the way, question her loyalty. You're the one who fucking turned on Harry yeah, at the beginning of, of this fucking whole Triwizard tournament. Remember that, bitch. Okay. And you're the one drooling over Victor Cross. Yeah, you don't. You don't give a fuck about Hermione. You want to be sliding on Victor Crumb's crumb. But it's, I mean, it basically ends with Ron looking like a fucking idiot and just like, can you even believe she said that? Men and their fucking pride. Anyway. Mm-hmm. That's it. We'll be right back. Rita Skeeta's Scoop, chapter 24. Ugh. All right. Rita Skeets. I hate her. Can't stand her. Um, So when I saw this chapter heading, I was like, either she's going to get some scoop on Harry or some shit's going to go down with Hagrid because we know she wasn't nosing around with Hagrid for nothing. But I'm just like, what scoop could she possibly have? Um, I thought maybe somewhere in my mind that it could have to do with the whole giant thing. But I was just like, how would she know that? Yeah. And it also, I mean, I don't know. It seemed like she would maybe try to. I don't, I don't know. Because at first when she. Well, no, because when she was first approaching Hagrid, you didn't know that. Um, no, but when she was like, I want to, I want to talk to you for an article. Yeah. You now think she was trying to get that information. I thought it was a consensus that she was trying to find out more about Harry. Cause Hagrid had said that. She oh, just well, kept asking me about, I ha- mean, this is th- not, this does not come up in the interview. What, what she reveals. Yeah. What she reveals. Does, from, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think she's probably spying or has an inside yeah, person. Yeah. Anywho. So, uh, they get down. Um, wait, well, First of all, Harry is like still mulling over what Cedric had told him. And he's like, no, this is, this isn't stupid. This is stupid. But Harry's now panicking because February 24th is closer than ever. Yeah. And he's like, shit, I got to do something. So he's got that in the back of his mind. They all head off to care of magical creatures. Hagrid's not there. There's a new teacher there. And Grubbly playing. And she's teaching them about unicorns. By the way, Ron and Hermione are still getting along, but it's kind of like an awkward, like, how yeah. are you? They're you know like, what I mean? Mm, hey, mm. They're just two stuck up assholes. And they're all like, where the fuck is Hagrid? And of course, Malfoy marches over with a Daily Prophet story by Rita fucking Skeeter yeah, about oh how Hagrid is a danger to the students because he is half giant. What? So she's got this fucking information. Where did she get it from? And it's whole, this scathing article about, oh, Dumbledore, he has always made, you know, risky choices. Ba- and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bad also... Being like he's breeding these these animals, yeah. which is supposed to be done with you know with, with supervision with of the. So now we know where the fucking screws came from. He breeded two different things, but like, it's just this whole as if Hagrid is a fucking terror. Yeah. So she's painting this absolutely horrible picture of Hagrid. Hagrid doesn't get in trouble, but Hagrid is like. I'm out of here. He's devastating. Obviously, this has upset him because there's a new fucking teacher there. They try to knock on his cabin. Like later, nothing to be found. So, oh, I love that the, she's like, we're going to be doing unicorns today. Uh, Unicorns don't like men. It's uh, only women who can go near the unicorn. Uh, It's because, perfect. oh, unicorns are smarter than all of us. Uh, Anywho, so, but uh, we learned this little bit of information. Well, I learned it. You already knew it. Uh, giants were on the side of uh, Voldemort when Voldemort was around. So they it, were they were responsible for Muggle killings. Yeah, that like that's the thing is she paints it like all 
giants are dark wizards. But even in the article, it's like we couldn't find a record of his mother in this within the dark things, but that doesn't mean anything. Like, it's classic fucking journalism where they're like, we have no evidence of this, but what if it's this? <gasps> Stew on that. Fake news. Fucking. Rita Skeeter invented fake news. Rita Skeeter is fake news. Um, bye, bitch. Bye. Fuck her. Uh, anyway. Reed Skeets, hater. Um, but this new teacher, Grubbly Plank, is actually doing a pretty great job. You know, she's like, filling in where she can. She's She's showing about mystical creatures, you know? Magical creatures. Magical, yeah. mystical, you know, whatever. Marvelish. Magicians. Um, she's doing a good job. And all three of the kids are like, listen, okay, we'll admit she's doing a good job, but we fucking miss Hagrid. Miss and at Hagrid. that point, Hermione's like, that's it. I'm going to get Hagrid. And he's not around. Um, they go to his cabin. Not around. We said that. We go to um, Hogsmeade. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I'm, 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 I fucked I'm, it up. I jumped the gun. You wanted to talk more about Grubbly Plank? And no. I wanted to get straight to Hagrid, not not Hagrid's not there. Then there's Hogsmeade. a Hogsmeade, a Hogsmeade visit. They go to Hogsmeade. They, they go s- into the three broomsticks and they see Bagman there with gremlins, goblins, gremlins, goblins, gremlins. Oh my god! Do you know how offensive that is to call goblins gremlins? They're gremliny. Oh my god! That is anti-Semitic. <sighs> Anti-goblematic. Oh, uh, Peach just dragged her ass. Ah, uh, anti-Semitic's not the right word. Don't offend the goblins. They control the money. Yeah. Yeah, the goblins are the money people. You know what's funny is someone, I heard someone having this discussion of like, isn't it a little anti-Semitic that she made goblins? You know, and I was, this is a whole thing, but goblins, the people in charge of the money, and you know, like how, because she's implying that Jews look like goblins, and it was like, no, you're having that thought. Yeah, 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 that's you. It was just that's I, your, funny hearing someone that's break that down. That's your anti-Semitic like, thought. You're anti-Semitic. Yeah. And now you're. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I heard that. I was I like, think we were talking about it. Yeah, that anyway. was that was an interesting point. Anywho, so he's chit chatting. Goblins do not look happy, by the way. Something yeah, they're fucking the, body language really negative. Really negative body language. Brody would not appreciate. No, just very like arms, arms crossed. Negative. negative. Uh, Bagman sees Harry and the and and the troop and the yeah. kids because they've sat like away from them and uh-huh. are kind of like. And then Bagman goes over and he's like, Harry, so excited to see him. He's like, how's the second task coming? Harry's like, great. And then he's like, do you need any help no, with it? And Harry's any... like, no. Yeah, no, I, it's a competition. Also, yeah, that are would you... be cheating. And he's are like, you, well, you... I just want to see Hogwarts win. I'm from Hogwarts. He's like, have you helped Cedric? And he's like, well, no, but I've taken a liking to you. I mean, I saw those fucking yeah. the moves you put on that broom and blah, blah, blah. And Harry's like, well, that's just not fair. I mean, Harry, what a fucking G. So noble. Well, I mean. <sighs> so honest. Somebody suck his dick. I mean, truly. Somebody. Anywho, and then you want to know who walks in? Fucking Rita Skeeter. Oh, and, and and they the kids make a beeline to her, just come by the way, this right is at after, her. Well, this is after, by the way, Ludo Bagman has left. Not just left the conversation. He left with the Didn't goblins. he go back? Yeah, he leaves with because the goblins. Because we hear Rita Skeeter come in talking to someone. She's like, oh, what is he doing walking around with those goblins? Which obviously means she's talking about the Jews. Ludo Bagman. Ludo Bagman. Bagman. Is that Jewish? No, but the, what is she doing walking around with them? Like them, the goblins, the Jews. Yeah, he's like, why is he hanging out with a bunch of fucking goblins? Yeah, she's like, I thought you, never mind. We're having a miscommunication, but you guys get it, right? We're no? Trying, cool, uh, we'll keep going. So Nicole was trying she, to make one of her famous uh, Jewish Jew jokes. jokes because I, I got Jew bits. Yeah, how many do you have? Jewy bits. I mm, have a lot. Yeah? The whole, I, like, I have the first, I'd say the first five minutes of my set is about being Jewish. Yeah, she's got about six million of them. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that was your joke. My joke. It's my favorite joke. I set it up and I stole it from you. How many more does she have? No. 
Six million. So they immediately come at her. Hermione's hot. She's like, yeah, well, why I mean, the fuck? They're all like, why the fuck did you do that to Hagrid? Um, and Hermione's like, you're an ugly, horrible woman. And Hermione's and, and Rita's like, mm, silly girl. Mm, silly girl. And, you know, everyone is like, kind of sketchy. Like, you shouldn't fuck with her, Hermione. She's like, I'm a muggle. I, she can't do anything to me. What's she going to fucking do? My parents aren't going to, she's not going to read anything my parents will see and embarrass me. Yeah, she didn't give a fuck. I she's don't got give n- a fuck she's, about this woman. She has got nothing to lose. I love her balls. And at that point, they're all like, let's get out of here. And Hermione's like, let's go get Hagrid. So and, she goes to Hagrid's. And bang on the door. Smashing like, on the door. I says, know you're in there. Open up, Hagrid. We want to see you. We, you have to stop asking, acting like this. Blah, 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 blah. And then the door opens. And of course. It's Dumbledore. Yeah. Dumbledore's standing there. And she's like. What oh. is, what is um, Madame Marguerite? Or Madame, Madame, Maxime? Madame Maxine call him? Dumbledore. Uh So Dumbledore is there. she's, of course, taken aback because it's your headmaster. She's like, oh, uh, hi. Uh, ooh, um, I'm her bad. Of course, Hermione's like, oh, I'm a good student. We're going to find Hagrid. And, and, her, and of course, Dumbledore's like, I know you kids. Yes. I know how much you love your Haggy. Come in. And the kids are like, we fucking love you. Come back. Hagrid's and, a fucking mess, by the way. He's like. Uh, just a sniveling, just, snotting. Uh, gross ass mess because it's like if it wasn't bad enough that he just fucking got shut down by this lady he liked now he now lost this. his job he feels like he's lost his job he feels like that even though Dumbledore's like no you still have your job this he means feels nothing like, he feels like he's been canceled yeah oh cancel culture was like it was around for so long unjustly canceled oh Hagrid and so the kids are like we want you to come back and Dumbledore's like see they fucking love you. And I have so many notes from other people who were used to be from, here. Everybody fucking loves you from yeah. former students. He's got letters from people who are parents now that were students that remember Hagrid and they love him. And they're like, you know, we support Hagrid. Please don't get rid of him. Please. You know, we don't believe this bullshit. Yeah. And the, even if they did believe it, nobody cares. Everybody knows Hagrid's a good guy. And Hagrid, you know, has this really super close connection to his dad who like, who stayed, you know, even after Dumbledore's mom left or what? died. Did she leave or die? Dumbledore's mom, um, the, his giant Dumbledore's mom. Dumbledore's mom. I mean, sorry, Hagrid. Jesus. Sorry, I'm getting my names. I'm dyslexic. Hagrid's mom left and he, he has this big connection to Dumbledore because Dumbledore, he tells the kids, Dumbledore's gone and he tells the kids, you know, Dumbledore took me in after my dad passed away because mm-hmm. his dad passed away in the oh, second Oh yeah, his year. dad passed away and He's in like, thank God that's... he was never around to see me get expelled. Not that mm-hmm. I was ever really good at magic, but he shows them a picture of his dad and Hagrid, it's like a young Hagrid, but he's like seven feet tall and his, and dad's, his dad's on just like his on shoulder. shoulder. It's just very cute. And he's just so grateful and, it just expresses and like, Hag- Dumbledore's such a good man. And- Hagrid is just like sad, but like f- just having those emo feels where he's like, I love Dumbledore. I love you guys. Harry, you're going to be champion. You're going to win. You've got to win for us. Are you do- How are you doing? How's the egg coming? And Harry, of course, lies. And he's oh. like, oh, it's- I'm almost there. I've almost got it figured out. Um, which he doesn't. But he's, I don't know. That's it. That's kind of it. He does on the walk. They walk back and Harry does have the thought of maybe I just need to fucking suck it up and try. Try what what Cedric, Cedric had told me. me. And that's and that's where we in this episode. That's where we ended our reading. I'm excited to see Harry take a bath in the movie. What are you, a pedophile? <laughs> no. Maybe. Will no. I get canceled? Listen, I can be turned on by Harry because I know what he looks like in real life now. I'm turned on by Harry as an adult. Yeah, adult, that's who I want to see in that bathroom. Adult Harry, forty-year-old Harry, and the oh, bo- and the yeah. boobles, and the boobles. Happy birthday to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, bye. Bye. <laughs>